0: This is Bach to Bach, the podcast opening up the world of classical music one beer at a time.
1: And today's episode is all about heavy metal, 1915 style. Right out of the gate, I just want to get it off my chest about how excited I am for today's beer name. It's called Heavy Boots of Lead. What kind of? A, yeah. How amazing is that? Heavy it's, boots of lead.
0: It's honestly like you know, we always talk about like you know the breweries. We always talk about the beer itself, but having a great name for a beer kind of sets the bar upon first impression.
1: I mean, Madonna made great music, but it wouldn't have been the same if it was she was just called you know Linda Fran. Cathy, it's all about to, to <laughs> anybody with those names. W- Sorry, w- yeah, but you know, there's no Madonna except Madonna. That's true. So, Heavy Boots are led by Single Cut Brewing. We're going to be getting up to that a bit later on, but it it's it is a banging Imperial Stout that is just amazing. And amazing. If and if
0: you're listening to this episode. Uh, directly after listening to last week's episode i sorry <laughs> because these are the polar opposites of one another Completely different We want to stress you out as much as possible today That's the goal um, And actually, sadly, you know, in the realm of classical music This is still moderate This is still in the middle of the road Compared to what we could go into and we should go into With really modern music down the line because, And we will go
1: into it eventually, we'll get there Oh man, it gets weird Yeah um, <laughs> Anyway, but, but on, that note, on that note, what are we note. what are we, uh, what are we listening to today? Ken? Okay,
0: so we're gonna go back to the year. It was it's not exact, but like let's say 1915. Um, so we are about 105 years ago from now, and this is a piece by Bela Bartok, who was a Hungarian composer who we've talked about in past past uh, episodes. And
1: 1915, World they, War One. World War One is has, we're and, a year and into that, it,
0: and that was a huge influence on this piece, right? Um, so we're talking about Bartok string quartet number two. Now, just to kind of give you some context, um Bartok wrote six string quartets uh total, and they kind of are grouped in this set of pieces uh all And this is halfway halfway through his life. He's okay. he's thirties during while he's writing this. All right. Um, Ruler What's Happening, and this is very much influencing how he writes um the the state of the world where especially where he is living is in disarray. And and he is just like, this is really impacting his style of of composing. So before we actually dive into the elements of this piece, let's dive into a little bit of what Hungarian music is like. Now, fun fact about our parents. They met in Hungarian folk dance club in college. And yes, that's a thing.
1: That's a thing. That's a thing. It's a classic story.
0: It's not classic <laughs> at all, but it's a story. It's a great story. Anyway. Bartok was influenced by Hungarian folk music especially. And you will hear a lot of this. Um there will be a lot of feel not just not actual meter changes, but feelings of meter changes between measures. Uh there is just this kind of unexpected rhythm to to the piece, but there in the big context, you look at it, and it all makes sense when you look at it from like a bird's eye view. This quartet by uh, by Bartok is a second of six and this one was actually in a normal quartet structure when you we write music usually a four movement work there's right. usually a, uh, a fast a slow a moderate and then a fast at the end Right. this one's a three movement structure which we've talked about in the past where it is a slow fast and then slow slash moderate tempo piece um, we are focusing on this fast second movement which I have I was watching the score while listening to it. And as someone who's been playing for almost 30 years, it still stresses me out how (laughs) four people stay together in this work without a conductor. And because not only are you like hearing all this, these parts separately, they, they ebb and flow. There's a lot of retards. There's a lot of slowing down just in the middle of lines and then ramps right back up to a new tempo as fast as possible. And just you do not expect anything. So as you're listening, what you think you're hearing will not stay the same throughout the whole piece. It will constantly, constantly change. And it's so exciting, but it's so stressful.
1: And it may be worth telling folks, if you've never seen a string quartet perform, there's obviously this immense amount of, of chaotic music to be looking at. But in order to... Facilitate the, the 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 tempo changes that you're talking about. There, there has to be so much eye communication. Oh, it's between eye, all it's eye memos. contact, and like listening is
0: one thing, but you need to have that eye contact because you have two violins, a viola, and a cello playing this, and there's no one leading you. You guys are leading each other, so it's up to the four of you to understand. Who is in charge where in the pieces? No, not always the first violin, right. But it's whoever is leading that section. Maybe for some reason the viola—I don't know why that would happen—but <laughs> would be leading that part of the piece. And that's when we lost all the. I'm violas. kidding. I, I love viola way too much as we've said. Do. So, but it really comes down to communication visually. And and the breath is so crucial and understanding how to play as a unit. And that's where bands like it really takes years to play well together. You can't just kind of come together and hope for the best.
1: Understand your bandmates and, and how they play.
0: Yep. Especially Ted. Always Ted. It's always Ted. Always Ted. But so this but this movement so much energy, so exciting. This is from Bartok's second string quartet, the second movement of three. Please enjoy. When we come back, Maddie will dive into the world of the single cut heavy boots of lead man
1: oh oh, 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 yeah
2: (音楽) ¶¶¶¶
0: Okay, so there was one thing. First of all, what? <laughs> There's, yeah, uh, no words, no words. So cool, so cool. Anyway, so <laughs> there was, anyway, I've dirty out way too much. There was this, um, this quote, um, these program notes from the Brentano Quartet about this move, about this piece in general, the Second String Quartet from Bartok. And they talked about this the, this piece as kind of like the life of um, King Lair from Shakespeare. Interesting. And they kind of said that this second movement was him out in the elements when it comes to the story oh. of him. So which I can kind of hear now because it's it's <laughs> erratic. Um, but they, they, it was just it was just funny to hear that parallel. I, there, I'll read one um, one quick quote from that. And this is the quote. There are elements of pride and bluster in some of the early transformations of this theme and of obsession and uncertainty. In the second movement, we can imagine Lear in the storm exposed to the raw, primitive elements that strip away the artificial pretensions of anthropocentric society. I said that right. I thought I said it wrong, but I said it right. Nice. Hey, English. (laughs) But it's like it really is just, I mean... I, I can really imagine it now. Like, once they put it in context of that, I, I really kind of can understand where they're coming from. Maybe it's a little um, highbrow, but.
1: But they also just gave us the band name Pride and Bluster, which is, frankly, one of the best I've heard in a long time. It's a sequel to War and Peace. There anyway.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, so much fun. If you want, before you listen to this whole beer part of the podcast, go back and listen to that piece
1: again Absolutely. because it's
0: so good. Um, so. Good job, Bartok.
1: Because all that's happening now is we're talking, and I'm, I'm, we're talking about heavy boots of lead. And Kevin, I'm a little afraid to ask you this, but can you say that in your metal voice? Heavy
0: boots of lead. No. I sound like I'm doing a monster truck rally. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin
1: actually does really good uh, heavy metal singing, but I think I think he's a, he's holding back a little bit. This one day he will get there. This is a doozy. If I had another one of these in down the hatch, I. I'd be gazeboed right now. This is an 11% ABV Imperial Stout by single-cut brewsmiths. This thing is is beautiful on this January night. It's just fantastic. Wait, so it's single-cut brewsmiths is what they, they Sing, Single-cut beersmiths. Beersmiths, sorry. And I love the phrase, mastery knows no shortcut. Mastery knows no shortcut. There's no Ooh. YouTube video that's going to teach you how to brew like these guys. They're fantastic. And they... I actually have a link to where we grew up in Upstate New York, and we will get to that in a moment. Ooh, teaser. Anyway, this is... Heavy Boots of Lead just seemed to to rock and roll with this, with the piece by Bartok. It yeah. is... This is over-the-top chocolatey, over-the-top roasty. It's got coffee. It for We we just have had tons of rain the last 24 hours, and this beer is perfect for the mood right now. We wanted something that was in-your-face, heavy metal style, and, and this, paired with the Bar Talk, just worked out perfectly. Now, Single Cut Beersmiths is actually, did you know this, the first brewery in Queens since Prohibition ended. What? Since 1933, which we discussed the other week when we talked about Prohibition. 1933, Prohibition ended. And in 2012, Single Cut Beersmiths opened Wait, so, in so, Queens. Math?
0: 89 years? No, 79 years. It, well, there was no there were no breweries in Queens.
1: For 79 years no one in Queens drank alcohol. Never happened at all. Nope. No one.
0: There's no science behind that.
1: So Single Cup <laughs> Beersmiths kicked it off with uh, their their brewery there. Uh these guys do a full range of stuff and everything from their can art um, to the beers themselves are bold right in your face. And fun story, the guy who started this brewery his name's Rich Bouchetta. That's where the name comes from. He sold his collection of electric guitars to pay for the brewery because single cut refers to the type of guitar. So whereas a uh, uh, Gibson Les Paul would be a single cut and a Fender Strat would be a example of a double cut. Gotcha. So that's where a single cut comes from. And it's referencing the in I think we have to pause for a moment of silence to uh, to just think about his guitar collection. That was it. That's long enough. <laughs> But uh, he sold it all to to kick off his his dream of of starting a brewery, which is fantastic. And what's really neat is they eventually hit their brewing limit. They they were doing uh, I think eleven thousand barrels um, out of their their Queens brewery, and they had to they had to expand. And where else did they look, Kevin? But Clifton Park, New York, upstate, upstate. The 518 area code where we both hail from. So, Home of Northern Lights, which doesn't exist anymore. Oh, but Good times.
0: I went to my first show there.
1: But these guys took over. Do you remember the Schmaltz Brewing facility in Gliston nope. Park? So Schmaltz was there for a short <laughs> amount of time. Schmaltz Brewing, if you haven't had their beers, we haven't reviewed them yet. We've mentioned them a few times. They are outstanding brewers, but they have actually been brewing their beers under contract with a load of other brew houses gotcha. for a lot of times. For the 22 years they've been around, only five of them have actually been brewed at their upstate New York location. So what Single Cut did was Schmaltz is looking to sell. Single Cut came up, and they have opened Single Cut North, which is the... Gotcha. Um, and Schmaltz is still around, still kicking, still producing fantastic beer, but they are doing it under contract brewing with other breweries. So uh, we are tonight drinking the... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, man. You're used I, you're, to
0: it. I mean, you're like sixty episodes in saying "we," and yeah, then now you're I just nine feel saying "we," and you're wrong.
1: But continue. We're you're gonna fine. have to put another gluten free beer in the lineup soon. Just so that I'll can, just put a disclaimer we can, we can at the share.
0: top of the of each podcast saying when Matt says "we," he means he. Yeah, but it's continue. True.
1: This, but we're uh, I'm drinking um, Heavy Boots of Lead by Single Cut Brewing. They uh, they are based in. Queens, but they have got a, a, a facility up in upstate New York as well. Check them out if you're in the city. Uh, there's a lot to choose from nowadays, but uh, these guys are making some some kick butt beers down there. This is a imperial stout that's coming in at 11% ABV. <sighs> wow, it's it's heavy, heavy stuff.
0: So it's actually funny. So before we found this beer um, for this podcast, I've seen their beer in a bunch of coolers locally. And I've always been attracted to their can art, their can art from the start. Like this, this one was in a bottle, but the, the can art in general from single cut is it's so minimal, but it's punchy as far as the logo on each one for whatever that beer is. And it's just, it's so you, you can spot it from no joke from like 10 feet away. You just look at it like, Oh my gosh, I want to look at that beer. So oh, whether yeah. you know who they are or not, like it's, they do a great job at the marketing and design. So Great job to the graphic design team at First Single Cut, whoever's doing that. Uh, it's, it's awesome.
1: And the, their mission statement actually ends with the phrase, always drink loud, which not only speaks to what you just said, but also speaks to the piece we just listened to. Yeah. Always drink loud. Except when it's like, you know, a quiet bar. Then maybe, maybe drink quieter then. But otherwise, drink loud. No
0: louder. way. No way. Um, man, but like, it's just this brewery, uh, the beer Smiths, a single cut. It's, it's awesome. This is such and beer Smith is such a great term. Mm -hmm. I wish that was used more, but like that really like they do a great job top to bottom and just excited to finally feature them on the podcast.
1: It's been a fun, this, this whole, this whole episode all around, this has been one of the most fun ones we've done in a long time. So the bar talk was amazing. And this beer is is out of this world.
0: And I realized we said that the last episode was more fun, but this is actually the polar opposite of style and just as fun. Yeah. So next week's episode, we're going to go back to one of the most notable classical composers, uh, Mozart, who you're not a
1: big fan of normally, normally, but
0: but this piece is, is the one that makes the exception makes the cut. Yeah. Um, And that is his Requiem, uh, which he only partially composed before he died. Um, this is a humongous work. This is a beautiful work. We're going back almost 125 years before Bartók wrote his second string quartet. So it's quite a bit of That's time. That's a jump. That's a jump. Yeah. Um. But very excited to do that. In the meantime, go back and listen to some old episodes of what we featured. This is episode 69. We're getting closer to 100. We're going to reach insane. it this year. Holy cow. Well, yeah, we will. Yeah, Math. we will. There we Matt, go. Math that's hard. In the meantime, this has been another episode of Bach to Bach.
1: Cheers. Be sure to follow Bach to Bach on Spotify to get notified of the latest episodes,
0: and keep the conversation going on Instagram with us. And follow us on all social media platforms at Bach to Bach. That's B A C H T O B O C K. Cheers,
2: and keep listening.